0: These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a Clinical Associate Professor of Psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. How can you tell when a relationship is over, or frankly, should be over? I'm not just speaking of a romantic relationship, but really any relationship. Being stuck and unable to get out of a relationship with a friend or a coworker, even a family member, can cause endless pain without providing anything remotely healthy, and yet, it can be incredibly difficult to leave even the most toxic of relationships. It's an issue most of us deal with at some time in our lives. That's why today, I'll be answering your questions about relationships. But first, some context. As a psychotherapist, I work with patients to work on and preserve relationships. But I also help individuals assess when a relationship is doing far more harm than good and figure out how to accept the end of a relationship that is, for them, too toxic. There are certain key factors to consider when assessing whether you are in a relationship that can't or shouldn't be saved. Top of the list, and most obvious, is an abusive relationship. A person who abuses you, no matter how much they profess to love you or like you at other times, is an unhealthy relationship you should leave. It is very difficult for abusive people to change. It takes incredible, concerted effort acknowledgement, and desire to change on their part. And even then, sometimes, they cannot. More often than not, abuse is simply the number one red flag to end the relationship. But there are other things that may make a relationship unable to continue as well. Constant fighting with no resolutions, total loss of trust, The other person is unable to focus on other than themselves constantly. Feelings of mutual disdain or contempt, even finding you share no values or morals in common. When a relationship has gone on for a long time, it can be difficult to step back and assess whether you want to and can save the relationship. More often, People keep miserably limping along, believing they just have to stay put and be victimized. Questioning each of these categories and whether they apply to this relationship can help you consider steps towards removing yourself from a relationship that is hurtful and harmful. So let's get to it and see, how can I help? Here's question one. Dear Dr. Saltz, My boyfriend is smart, attractive, and we have a lot of common interests. Everything's been great. But with the stress and strain of trying to work and be together during the pandemic, he has become increasingly annoyed about many different things. When he is in a bad mood, he sometimes says mean things like, that was stupid, or your friends are losers. Later, he says, oh, I was just in a bad mood. Forget about it. But I'm having trouble forgetting about it. It upsets me and sticks with me. And now when I see him growing grouchy, I start feeling nervous about what he might say. When I talk to him about it, he says, I'm just being overly sensitive and that he doesn't really mean it. But then it happens again. What can I do? You might not like my answer, but I'm going to tell you unequivocally to get out of this relationship. Calling you stupid or in other ways attacking your sense of self is emotional abuse. And over time, emotional abuse can be every bit as devastating as physical abuse, sometimes more. Another red flag is denigrating your friends. Which is often a precursor to isolating you from friends such that his power over you grows and he removes those around you who might give you support and a reality check. The worst of the red flags is that you've asked him to stop and instead he gaslights you by saying, It's really you and you're overreacting and it's not him. This is not a man who has any desire to change and certainly not one who will do the hard work of changing. While it is true that the pandemic has made life much more difficult for many people, causing them to feel sad or anxious, and even to have a shorter fuse, these things only serve to reveal what someone is truly capable of, not create something that they never would have done in the first place. Over time, his power over you will grow, your self-esteem will shrink, and it will only grow harder for you to leave and save yourself. It's also highly probable that over time his abusiveness will escalate. Given his abusiveness, I would make a plan to leave before you discuss it, a safe plan that includes where you can live and be safe. Domestic violence has gone up during the pandemic, and women's shelters have made themselves more available for help for any woman who needs a safe place to go then arrange to meet him in a public place to discuss the breakup. Someone who has already been abusive is unlikely to handle being broken up with well, and being in a public place at the time is a safer option. How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz will be back after this short break. Here's our next question. Dear Dr. Saltz, I have listened to your podcast, specifically the episode on COVID sleeplessness. I have a long history of sleep issues and find that this is severely impacted by an unresolved issue in a family relationship. Because the other person does not care to resolve the situation and is actively hostile and emotionally abusive, I spend much of my day trying to resolve things in my mind. On a deeper level, I know I've tried for many years to find common ground and have been unsuccessful. During the day, I stop the negative thoughts by listening to podcasts and exercising like yoga and running, so I'm really tired and have breathing techniques at hand. However, at night, my mind seems to have a bookmark that goes straight to this topic when I wake up. Are there further things I can do to prevent rumination and allow this issue to rest at night? I have wonderful support from my close family who also deal with the same issue, but are able to deal with the loss of this relationship by putting it aside. Any suggestions would be much appreciated. It sounds like your family has accepted the end of the relationship and you are still stuck in a form of complicated grief about the loss of the relationship. Grief over the loss of an important relationship even if it is a toxic one and an abusive one, can take some people a long time to process and fully accept. Things that can get in the way are some feeling states like guilt, ambivalence, denial, and unrealistic hope. It's not uncommon for an abusive person to try to make you feel guilty for the end of the relationship, to tell you it's your fault because you wouldn't accept them the way they are. And of course, this is true. You can't and you shouldn't accept an abusive relationship. And this is a healthy choice. But still, it's your choice. But there is a difference between being responsible and being guilty. Guilt implies doing something wrong. You will need to have a conversation with yourself about guilt and accepting responsibility without feeling guilty. Ruminating is a way for your mind to say, this person is gone. No, wait, I can think of how to get them back. And this back and forth keeps you from having the painful acceptance of the loss fully. But it also keeps you trapped in a loop of denial and unrealistic hope that leaves you in a limbo of not in the relationship and not out of the relationship. If the other person has no interest in resolving anything or making any change, then what you do need to know is that you cannot make them change. You therefore cannot fix the relationship alone. Relationships require both people to make efforts towards change, towards compromise and resolution. Someone who is saying that they don't want resolution and turns to abuse is truly ending the relationship you are now in the position of finding a way towards accepting that enforced ending. You will be sad. It is a loss. But accepting it is truly over. Creating space, partaking from your other relationships for support and shared mourning, will help you to stop resorting to keeping possibilities for this relationship staying alive, at least in your mind, from ruling the day, I would suggest instead of pushing all thoughts away with yoga and running during the day, set some time aside during the day to focus on mourning and processing the acceptance of this loss. Allow yourself time to think about it instead of pushing it away all of the time. If you always bat it away, it will come out sometime, like in the middle of the night. If working on this on your own does not improve it, you might consider getting help and support to do so from a psychotherapist. I hope that was helpful. Here are some thoughts about relationships that I want to leave with you. As relationships are our number one source of happiness, so too can they be our number one source of pain and suffering. All relationships require a lot of work, time, and compromise. And that means we all expend effort but then derive pleasure from our relationships. And when one person in the relationship turns abusive, more often than not, it is not a one-shot deal. If your person has a history of abusive behavior or repeats abusive behavior with you over and over again, this is the one instance where repair may not be possible and leaving is the safest and healthiest path. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at howcanihelp at senecawomen.com. All senders remain anonymous and listen every Friday to How Can I Help with me, Dr. Gail Saltz.